Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Puckle TCG Cast. Hello, hello, Puckleonians, and welcome to episode 65 of the TCG Cast. I am your host, Lord Yoshiro, and this is the year in review for TCG and all the things that happened this year. And with me, live here, not live, but in the same room, I got <laughs> three of the co founders of the TCG Cast. Let's start with that. I wish I had introductions for all of you, but you're here, so come up with your own introductions. Well, I'm Basket, uh, and now I'm I'm not Basket, <laughs> uh, but some say he's made out of man. Here's Basket. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> then we got some say he flew from Florida. It, it's Gator. Boy, and boy, are my arms tired. Let me tell you. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, some say he is the best guy ever. Sublime Manic. Yes, I've heard that. I don't know. I have a really big ego sometimes. It could be, I don't know. Yeah, I also am in the <laughs> same guys, room as no, you. It's yes. so great. He establishes before. Some say you're not even looking at his good side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're recording a video and it's not my good side. If you see the video, just know. The other side's better. Yeah, we're also recording this video-wise, so this might actually come up at YouTube. Uh, that's a surprise we have for Attach, because we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll love to have more uh, more things to add to, more content for the YouTube. So it's been a whole year. It's 2018. It's already ending, guys. And we had quite the TCG year. We've had many sets. Uh, some of them were, to the point, fantastic. That game changer, such as uh, Guardians Rising... Others more like evolutions. Some of them oh, were not. No, yeah. no, no. Some of them were not so majestic. Yeah, <laughs> as they claim to be. Yeah. And um, and overall, we had a few eventful things, such as uh, things that have happened in the community, unfortunately, and uh, tournaments and change rules changes. And we just wanted to sit down here and just talk overall and discuss the year. What's our favorite parts of it? Our least favorite parts of it, and then what we expect. From 2019. Whoops, selfie moment here for... No, keep going. <laughs> for Sublime. So with that, let's just go ahead and start it up. 
What's new, guys? Or what? Or better yet, what has happened this magnificent year? Well, you you brought it up. There was some some negativity going on this year. We had a we had some notable uh, cheating. Yes. Get brought up quite a bit in the community. I think that's something that happens when you have the community grow like it's been doing over these past several years. The mm-hmm. growth has been monumental. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and not only that, also because we, we began actually having monetary uh, prices. So when yeah. you actually bring in money into the case, just people that weren't originally part from the community suddenly is in the community and they're only here for one thing. I don't know if that's fair. I think they might have been in the community, but they weren't invested in competing and that pushes them towards it. Yeah, so we we had one notable player, Azul, being banned. Um, So you see things like that. that, That's definitely not somebody that just came from random into the community and that kind of thing. Wait, was it it Azul? Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Okay, cool, cool. All right. I just... Um, I, I, I didn't know... Which guy it was, and I liked Azul, and so I'm, I'm a little... Yeah, I mean, he was what? using Grinnings or Break. I love them, too. <laughs> but it's just no, some no, dreams are meant to be that shattered. That was Michael Long. Some Michael green, Long, No, no, yeah. no, they're not shattered, they're deferred. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, uh, several examples, and this has come up as a discussion time again in the community, you know, how do you stop cheaters? How rampant is the cheating? Yeah. Uh, and I think we saw a lot of that this year. A lot of the online communities were engaged, and, you know, it started to the point where there's witch hunts happening, you know, you... You have people watching streams and, oh, look, drama after the tournament because somebody went back and watched the stream and tried to find cheaters. Yeah. And then what is cheating? You know, because you have some people, I've made mistakes before. You know, I've picked up an extra card and looked at it without thinking about it, you know, because I was trying to draw one off the top and I drew two off the top, you know. Mm-hmm. So what is cheating? What's slow play? What's stalling? Like, that's gray areas. It's really gray areas. Yeah. And like, speaking from a judge's perspective, it is something that you're making. All these little judgment calls throughout the day in the course of a tournament, you have human beings involved with it. And anytime you have human beings involved, it's not necessarily going to be the most uh, accurate, <laughs> yeah. to say yeah. the least. So, I don't know, Is it? Do you, what do you guys think? Is this just like something that's always been there and we haven't noticed before? Or do you think there's something, you think it is the prize money? I mean, if I had, if I had to guess off the top of my head, I would imagine it's prize money. But, um, also... I haven't gone back and like read anything about the other ones, so it could have been prevalent at a much smaller level. Also, um, Pokemon in general has not gotten the same level of coverage as a lot of other big TCG games, so um, it's it's hard to tell because we haven't had a history of really recording, you know. Because otherwise, that stuff would have been brought up; it would have been able to be caught. You know what I mean? So it's a relatively new. TCG as far as being recorded like on the scene, mm-hmm. so I think that that has something to do with it. Um, and uh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, and it, we basically said at the beginning too, the community is growing to yeah. a ridiculous amount. So when every when you have a community that's getting big, big, you're going to have a bunch of bad apples there, and um, we just have to look out for each other. Uh, always be honest, honestly, as a player, uh, competitively, for those of you that actually go and play and compete, just be as honest as you can. No win is ever good enough for you to cheat. If you're a grown adult and you have to cheat at a Pokemon card game, maybe it's not for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, you can go go back to and listen to some one of our older episodes. We did an entire episode on cheating. So, if you guys are curious, like, what is cheating in the Pokemon TCG? You know, since this is a retrospective, you can take a look back and look at our cheating episode um, in the archives. Yeah, and. I don't remember the cheating episode, and I probably wasn't on it, but um, as far as 
like how I look at cheating because like Gator said, a lot of people make mistakes is just, do I think that person had any intent to do what they did? Because if there's no intent, nine times out of 10, I'm like, dude, uh, go ahead. We'll try and like fix this some way, you know, put the card back, shuffle your deck, do something, you know? Um, and yeah. So that's a sideline question uh, because Basket brought it up. Pokemon has always lived in the shadows of Magic the Gathering, and mm-hmm. we've seen some major shifts. The notorious MTG. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys consider now Pokemon is the prime TCG available for those playing TCG in general, or is Magic the Gathering still number one? Oh, Magic the Gathering is still definitely number one. I think it, I think there's like not even a possibility of any. Yeah, I mean, it would be years and years before it ever gets to that amount of time. Um, maybe with Pokemon Go and all the new Pokemon hype, it might, like, rise somewhat close to the level. But from what I understand, I mean, Magic the Gathering is ginormous. And it has been, and there has been, like, big prizes given out for that kind of It's game, always been so. the most expensive one, that's for sure. Gator, you have more experience than us. Well, I think Magic's not going anywhere, but... Um... Pokemon is starting to eat their lunch a little bit. They definitely ate Yu-Gi-Oh's lunch because oh, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh has not been able to keep up with the just the way they've been treating their community, the way they reprint cards, um, and so people don't hold any value in their trading cards. Um, that oh. does make things difficult as well. So yeah. Also, I, the fact that you can't learn by watching the anime to play the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because that was my big thing when I was a little kid. I was just like, oh, it doesn't work that way. Well, that's dumb. I don't want to play this anymore. So, yeah. At the end of the Yuckle cast, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Underground Champions League. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, in conclusion for that, I definitely would say that, you know, Pokemon's not going anywhere. The cheating's not going to go anywhere. So the only it's way only, to work yeah. with it is to be, you know, vigilant. Call a judge if you think there's issues. That's the best you can do right now. Exactly. And, and we already discussed how human beings can be terrible, but how can Pokemon be terrible? Because we do have one Pokemon that is causing quite the chaos in the, uh, in the community. Uh, it's the prime reason why some Beckarts has been banned recently, which we'll get to. But that's Sotorok and Double Colorless Energy. How has Sotorok changed our TCG lives? Are we talking about Zoroark GX? Yes. yes. Specifically? Okay. Well, because like, the, the big question this year has been, you know, is Zoroark too good? Should we ban that? Should we ban cards that enable cards like Zoroark, like Double Colorless? Like, what is the... Have they printed a busted OP card? Because Zoroark didn't even come out this year. It came out the year before last. But it didn't start seeing the real Steam Engine of play until this year. Um, You know, a lot of people wrote it off as initially coming back out. Uh, They weren't necessarily interested in what Zoroark could do. But that card is straight up busted and expanded. Mm -hmm. And it has been a consistent player in Standard. So... Like, have you guys played Zorark decks? Have you guys been playing against Zorark decks? Like, what do you guys think? I only play Standard, so I can't speak to how it plays in Expanded, but I think it's a great card. It's one of my favorite decks, one of my favorite cards. I don't think it's too powerful, though, or busted, because it has a limited damage output. It's not, like, but the it's bulkiest a, it's, thing. It's a limited world. damage output. And it has a, a really terrible still... weakness. Like, it's good. It's not too good, in my opinion. Yeah, But for Standard... Yeah, for, for standard. standard. I can't speak to what it does in Expanded. Um, also, uh, I have not been playing um, Expanded as much as I would like to. Um, I kind of had to relegate myself to one or the other because of, you know, money reasons and then also just, like, time reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, in Standard, I feel like 
it is, um, I don't know. I mean, it's close to the new Tapu Lele, sort of, is kind of the way that I feel about it, because it's in so many different decks. Yeah. There's so many good cards that come out, and they're like, oh, how does that work with Zoark? Turns out it works super great. Everything works with you know? Zoark. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like in some ways it's kind of turning into that, and I don't think that that is so much of an issue, because it's... The reason why it doesn't bother me so much is that it's splashable in a lot of things. There's a lot of decks that are built around it, and I think that's cool. Because the only problem I really see with um, cards like that is if they are un- giving an unfair advantage to a specific type or a specific type of deck. If there's no room for creativity... Like Night March. Yeah. That was also the in the March. in the guillotine. People were considering this this too powerful for a deck. But it was yeah. its own it's, deck. It was a yeah. deck. The power that Nightmarch had was contained in its sole deck, not like Sword which basically can go in any deck that you can just build. Well, if we're talking... Exactly. Because, because for me, that's the bit, that's the game changer, you know? Like, I love the Zoroark card because it's able to incorporate other things and you're able to still have creativity un- instead of it being like, you know, Gardevoir was last year or something like that where it's just like completely takes over and it's uh, the super hard deck to beat yeah. you know well expanded by baby so I'll wait to talk on that since you guys are addressing the standard point though but I do see it being an over centralizing card in a lot of the cases you saw how Zoroark Control was you know the archetype to beat for a long time there it was a de- difficult deck to pilot but it was still an excellent deck to to play yeah. Um, you have various different iterations of Zoroark over time, you know, like you said. So if you sit down across from somebody that's playing a Zoroark deck, it's also hard to, you know, try to guess what they are playing because it can be slotted in so many different archetypes. So that does give it like an unfair, I think, centralization of the meta that's like you're playing Zoroark or you're playing cards that are guaranteed to beat Zoroark. So it is kind of something that does warp the format, even if it is splashable in a lot of different decks necessarily. So... I mean, there is some merit there to discuss, but they've never banned anything in standard, as far as I can recall, except for like Lysander's Trump card yeah. or cards that were happening way back in the day. Yeah. So I don't think it's doing enough warping of standard to get it banned. Yeah. Like, yeah, I honestly think it would be ridiculous if it was banned. I, I think it's, um, I think it's people potentially a big amount of people that want it banned, and this is me just being whatever, but <laughs> are probably people that don't like Zoroark itself, like. The Pokemon, yeah. just because I can't understand, like, where people just give power. Some people are just too much power to something that doesn't really deserve that much power. And yeah, it's like they some people are just portraying that Sodorak is overpowered when it's really not. You just have to learn how to work well, with it or against it. You know so what? There we is... need a draw engine in this game. Well, it's but we have period. a few though. It is it okay. is a meta defining Pokemon card yeah. right now. The rise of the GM but, was the rise of the soul. But the the there's no problem with a meta defining card. There's a problem with a meta breaking card. Yeah. Um, and so that's the real question: yeah. whether or not it's breaking or not. You're yeah. just gonna say something. Either. So then there's expanded, um, <laughs> which you guys know spends my baby. I yeah. love expanded. You're the expert. Zorark got two cards banned this year. Arguably, those cards were usable in other things, but for this year, for the first time, we had four cards banned in one shot. We had. Puzzles of Time, we had Hex Maniac, we had Getsis, and we had Wally. All of those cards got banned. 
And at least two of those cards were because of Zorark. Yeah. Zorark abusing Puzzle of Time and Zorark abusing Hexes. Because you could Hex Chain with Zorark. Where you are doing all of your <laughs> trades. You are doing everything you want. I didn't even think about that. That's... But you can just chain Hexes with it. Because you're able to like draw the cards you need with Zorark. You shut your opponent out of <laughs> whatever, uh, he's doing. whatever they're doing on the wise. next turn ability wise. And you just get to go off. Not to mention you have cards like Skyfield. Which do increase the damage to one shot yeah. outputs with Zorark. So Zorark's not one-shotting anything in standard, but in expanded, having, uh, what is it? You expand your bench to seven or eight? Eight. 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 Yeah. So um, that's nine total. So nine times, what is that? 180. 180 with a choice band, 210. Yeah. 210, yeah. And then... For a double call, DC. And then here's the other thing, too. <laughs> oh, please. Like, but, we weren't doing that with Nightmarch. <laughs> <laughs> and then it brings up other questions, too. So if they're banning cards that over-centralize things in expanded... Like Puzzles of Time. Their justification for banning Puzzles of Time is because there's a lot of strong Extremely decks Extremely versatile cards. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Zorogarb used it. Nightmarch used it. Zoroark used it. Um, but, so that begs in the question, is kind of what we brought up at the beginning, does that mean the card that enables all those decks needs to get banned, which is Double Colorless Energy? Mm-hmm. Because is Double Colorless Energy, like, the main... And that's, that's kind of what I branch off of, like, if we're talking about it. Like, we agree Zoroark's not really busted in Standard. Might be busted in Expanded, but is really the enabler in Expanded the Double Colorless Energy? So, what do you guys think? I don't know. No. Okay, okay, so one, I would hate it if they got rid of Double Colorless Energy. Because that would throw so many decks what, out of whack. What's your favorite Expanded deck? <laughs> Travis. Travis it, honestly, it honestly has nothing to do with that. It honestly has nothing to do with I feel with... like it's Vespa Quinn. No, I mean... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, like, you kind of caught me there. <laughs> but but honestly, <laughs> I was not even thinking about Vespa Quinn when I do that. Like, du- Double Colorless, um, it, it's such a great card because it allows for so many other decks to flourish. Um, and I don't think that taking out double colorless and destroying so many decks that need that there because it otherwise would be a three count of getting those cards down or the energy down. Um, uh, I really don't think that people are going to like that at all because it's going to completely like destroy the meta. Well, but it does but, enable greedy deck building though, because in a usual deck, you've got six to seven energy. Sometimes even more, seven to fifteen. And if you can get away with cutting the four energy, how much you know you're allowing a deck that has a lot more techs in it. You're allowing a deck that has a lot more ability to answer stuff in the meta. Yeah, but so situation. Can, can you imagine? Sorry, just real quick. Can you can you imagine um, expanded with like an expanded Darkrai deck, uh, like against the rest of the meta that's not able to use double colorless? Well, I mean, there's other things that shut off Darkrai. Anything that shuts off abilities is going to hurt Darkrai. Anything that can, you know, maybe the the solution should be getting rid of uh, the Skyfield because that one's another one that enables Darkrai. Yeah. The... Well, my situation with getting rid of the DC is you're getting rid of something that it's been in the game since it's basically since it was forever, in, forever yeah, since yeah. for twenty years, and many of the cards that exist since then are created. Think with that in mind yeah, about exactly. DCE being in the meta, so that's why we have cards like the recent Steelix that's just one steel, two colorless, because mm-hmm. they know double colorless is an issue. Double colorless in itself is very much uh, a delicate tool to use because we do have enhanced hammers we do have things to get rid of it as well right, and considering yeah. that you can only use four and that basically you're losing if they get rid of your four 
uh, double called DCEs. You're, you're they're getting rid of eight well, energy that's segment that they, they have special charge, and you know they got rid of puzzles, which was a big abuser of that. Yeah. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here, though. Just because a card's been around since the beginning doesn't make it balanced or good. Well, it, I think well, it, the thing is, it makes card, it that though. if now we're questioning the ability of DCE having a balanced format, then there's something wrong with the format right now mm. that is making it that way. Because if this wasn't an issue 15 years ago, um, why yeah, is it why an issue it right an issue now? now? Yeah. And that's so, the situation. So if it's been around for 20 years, and suddenly in the past two years, we're now considering that DCE might be overpowered. Mm-hmm. No, something happened in the meta in the last two years that made DCE overpowered, but it's not DCE. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I feel like I feel like the reason why people want to play Expanded, who are just playing for fun, right? The reason why they want to do that is because they want to use the decks that they used last year because they still have like a little bit of kinship to that or whatever. And then maybe they keep going past that into expanded like years after because they just enjoy the format. Yeah. Um, so I think if you take out double colorless, um, people who play expanded because they love expanded because they have decks that they love in there, um, they're going to be upset a giant majority of them. Mm. However, Zoroark is relatively new to this, uh, new to the scene um, as an expanded card, so people are going to have a much easier time uh, with throwing Zoroark out. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't know. I have heard horror stories, but I don't know how horrible it is in expanded with Zoroark right now. Um, so maybe I'm just not like super getting it. But it just seems to me like Zoroark. You toss that out. That's the problem because double colorless wasn't the problem before. Well, I was going to say the last two tournaments have been won by Zorark, um, if I recall correctly, because but I think they were Toad Zorark decks, so they were more focused on Seismitoad than the Zorark. Oh my god, kind of thing. Seismitoad and uh, I remember when Rose. when because that's another card that's powered by a DCE, yeah, so yeah, one DCE yeah. and you just go off with Seismitoad. Uh-huh. So that's and I think Seismitoad is an excellent. Um, Reflection of something that has with Soto Arc right now because that happened in 2015 with uh, Sesmitoad GX, yeah, uh, EX, where people thought that the issue was Sesmitoad, yeah, where people were constantly Sesmitoad is too overpowered. It plays 80 uh, toxic hypnotoxic lasers in one, in one game through because uh, it just kept refreshing. That's where it came to the uh, Trump's Lysander's Trump card being yeah. uh, banned because it was just an enabler of that. So maybe. There is an issue that needs to be addressed, but not necessarily has to be sword work or DCEs, and we have to sit back and see what needs to, to happen. But to move on, um, other big shakeups has happened in the year. One of them most recently with the latest set that's been out, and that is Lost Thunder. Lost Thunder is known not only for being the biggest set released since God knows when. I think it's the biggest ever. It's the biggest ever. And and not only is it huge, it's full of excellent cards. Many of them, there are, that, that, that set itself had brought out three different decks, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, from it. What are your uh, feelings to Lost Thunder, and do you think that Lost Thunder is the ba- the basis in which the format of 2019 will be based off? So, Bob, you've been quiet. Uh, yeah, I love Lost Thunder. I think Alolan Ninetales Fairy GX is a fantastic card. I don't know why more people didn't rate it super effective, <laughs> um, aside from myself. 
Um, but that's just such a good splashable card in so many decks. Um, it just gives a lot of tools to a lot of things, and I feel like that's the direction some of the next sets are going as well, is providing support for lots of things. So I'm very excited for the 2019 year based on the tools certain types that aren't functioning at full capacity will be receiving. And I think Lost Thunder was the impetus for that. Yeah, and also one thing that I've noticed, like since we're doing the whole you know year in review, uh, review thing, is that I feel like a lot of times they, like recently in their sets, they've been playing out their gimmicks. Like they've actually been, they, they find these little gimmicks, these little cool things that they want to add in, and then they're actually bringing support for it instead of how so many times you get uh, a Pokemon that's its whole deal is to stack uh, you know, some sort of status or or whatever. And then you're like, oh, this could be a really cool card if they do something like with this, and then it never happens. Yeah. Now I feel like they're actually looking at what they're putting out and being like, oh, these things might go well together. We'll do that. And so it it creates a system where there's I feel like there's a whole bunch of new decks that aren't probably gonna be like the best but that are going to mesh well with the cards that have been coming out in the last few sets. And so it's going to be a lot of fun to build those decks um, and just play them for fun. So I'm super happy with where 2019 seems it's going to go. By the way, to our video watchers there, if you see us on the phone, it's because we have our notes on the phone, so it's not like we're going <laughs> to bitching. Yeah. Um, what about you, Gator? Lost Thunder. So I like seeing... New archetypes come around. I thought the Blacephalon Nangadel deck was mm. pretty sweet. Um, I'm particularly fond of the Grand Bull deck. The Grand Bull you. deck. That's <laughs> so much fun to play. Um, that's such a Jashiro deck. <laughs> it is a Jashiro yeah, deck. White, White Hiram deck that came out from it. And then you also, like Sublime said, you have the Alola Ninetales, which is shaking up archetypes and everything. And you also have, you know, the, this kind of rise of not sticking to one archetype like there you're not pegged in there's obviously like one card that's good in the set you know you get like forbidden light you're like oh okay so this is what we're gonna do we're gonna play ultra necrozma yeah or if you get what was it celestial storm okay this is what we're doing we're gonna play whereas this set it's not just okay here's the one card archetype you're getting there has been at least three that i can think of yeah coming out of it if not more you know and it's changed things up too so you've got like hoopa stall decks before now you add a shuffle mm-hmm. so you have mm-hmm. a different kind of stall deck um so I really like that fact for Lost Thunder. I like that this is like basically the Guardians Rising of this year. Yeah. Um, but I wish they didn't just try to pack it all into one set. I kind of wish that they would, you know, instead of having one major archetype come out of a set or five out of one set, how about two or three out of each set? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would give the meta enough time to shift and to change and like keep things from getting stale. Because one of my biggest problems last year was how stale things got towards the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, it was, where, either, yes, it was three yes. decks last yeah, year, right? It was either you were playing Buzzwald, you are playing Swordwork, or you are playing Ultra Necrozma mm-hmm. with uh, Malamar. That was yeah. the, the, the basic, your, your starter decks, if you would say, mm-hmm. in the competitive was one of those three. Yeah, and I just mm-hmm. got so bored with that format. There was nothing that those cards were doing that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I sit with things right now is what is even the point of doing this like what was the point of playing yeah and so you know if the game's not fun if you're just playing the same rock paper scissors every time what's the point in playing like i like to have come up with trolley decks weird decks decks that are based off of just straight basics um and sometimes they do when they try to get creative like putting a baby buzzwell out 
that turns an entire deck into one prize attackers that are knocking out two prize attackers. Yeah. It does get a little silly, but I think they're in a good place right now. They are, and I was uh, streaming last night, and I was testing all the Grand Bowl deck and playing it. And it, it was very interesting to see that the majority of plays that I had the, in, in PTCGO were all non-GX decks. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you've seen a great increase of... Grand ball decks of Alolana, uh, Exeggutor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alolana Exeggutor decks. You've seen a, a big rise in those non-essential GX decks. And we have, thanks, uh, Shrine of Memory, for, I'm sorry, Shrine, Shrine of Punishment, punishment yeah, yeah, for that, yeah. where it really does punish you real hard if you're playing GX card yeah. and your opponent is not. And I've really seen a, a well-balanced where you see decks that are not built upon GXs shine more than they ever done since Nightmarch, honestly. Yeah. Was the last non-GX deck. And even that had well, a couple I mean, of Vesp- GX... Yeah. Vespa Quinn was the last. Vespa Quinn Flurry and... And lasted, well. lasted longer, too. <laughs> no, Nightmarch is still a decent pick to bring to it. <laughs> <laughs> Although Vespa Quinn Flurry on, I think, plays second um, in at least one regional this year. I'm not sure if it was the last regional or was it Portland, maybe? I can't remember. Best Quinn Flareon? Yeah, Best Quinn Flareon did take second place. Yeah, they did. Speaking of of Guardians Rising, though, we did see a complete drop-off of it as a currency in PTCGO. Uh, For those of home that don't play PTCGO, there is a currency, and that currency is boosters. You basically buy boosters, and then you trade those boosters without opening them to whatever you find. And before Lost Thunder and... More importantly, before Tapu Lele coming out as a box set on its own, the main currency was Guardians Rising. That shut down. Um, do you think that that was a good move? Or do you think that maybe it was important for the economy of the PTCGO to leave Tapu Lele on Guardians Rising? It was a great move because, and listen, I had a lot of Guardians Rising packs available. So I had a lot of boosters that used this set. And this hurts me personally because I have them all sitting there now mm-hmm. without having traded them. But it was a great move because it is an essential card for a lot of players and it is now available to the people more yeah. affordably. Power to the people. This is, this <laughs> is, so I really love that they did this because this is exactly what people were wanting and what we had complained about so much with so Shaman. Like, Shaman specifically. like just give it one for Shaman. Yeah, yeah, just give it one for Shaman because, honestly, if you're trying to jump in right now and you have to pay... 80 bucks, 80 60 bucks. It's a barrier of entry. Yeah, like, it's a complete barrier of entry. So, so doing this, they're, honestly, they're fixing a mistake, and I super love that they did that. Well, yeah, because if you look, Roaring Skies packs did not drop in price until rotation. Yeah. yeah. Roaring Skies were the currency before Guardians Rising came out. Um, and that lasted a whole oh, yeah, it lasted time. a yeah. long oh, time. Yeah, I mean, you were getting whatever, what, whatever set you wanted. It was like trade two for, for one, you know, yeah. if you or fifteen for one, yeah. or whatever ridiculous amount it was as you were going through, and it was like fluctuating so much. But I do like that direction, though. I like that the in the physical world, being able to get Tapu Lele, yeah. because if for those of you that don't play PTCGO, um, like we explained, the Guardians Rising is the currency. But the reason that people wanted Guardians Rising packs is to pull Tapu Lele GX. Because Tapu Lele GX, you would need to trade 20 packs to get one Tapu Lele GX. So it was worth... (laughs) If you were lucky. Well, I'm talking about this most recently before Mm -hmm, the the fall. So it would be like 20 to 24 packs to get a Tapu Lele. So, of course, that makes those packs more valuable and Economic 101. That's why we're doing that. 
So when they release the box with the code card in it, now Tapulele is available. But I think that brings me to another point, and that is it was great what they did for Tapulele, turning it into like a $20 card instead of a $40, $50, $60, $80 card at any point in its lifespan. And those those were different. Those are actually prices of it during its lifetime, yeah. Pretty yeah. like when I, when the set came out, I picked up my set of tapulelis for thirty three each, and at one point it got up to sixty seventy each, and then yeah. it got down. When and every deck was playing minimum two. Minimum yeah. two. Yeah. Um, I always pick up a play set because I want to be able to play whatever deck I want. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. Point being, I'm now priced out of paper cards, but with the last set release and everything else, with so many cards printed in Lost Thunder, that means your likelihood of pulling the card you need. Goes down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the GXs or EX or um, GXs or trainers or whatever it is you need. So now I've noticed this trend. It started with Ultra Necrozma, where your main power deck cards, the, the you know the four of or three of that you play that run your deck, are now instead of being ten to fifteen dollars to get one, are twenty five to thirty and holding. Yeah. Yeah. Until something comes along and completely blows them out of the meta. So. Now, if you want to switch decks, instead of it being a $50 to completely change up your deck, now you're looking at $100 a deck. Yeah. And so I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it has priced me out of paper cards right now. I cannot afford to play paper Pokemon. Yeah. It's getting out of a little bit on the draw. Again, this is due to all the factors that we talked up to now, including the fact that now Pokemon as a TCG has become so big. Um, it... Go really did an impact to PTCGO. It really brought a lot of people in because this sudden spike became uh, right after 2016. So yeah. since 2016, all the way up to now, we've seen an increase in the turning card game. And that obviously has an effect on the pricing of cards. And I was just checking that yesterday I was building a Steelix deck uh, in, on the stream live. And we found out that four Steelix cost eight Lost Thunders. Uh, <laughs> uh uh, boosters and I refuse to pay that much for Steelix for it's just four cards, yeah. four rare cards that are not even that expensive. Yeah. So it is, it has brought one card down under control, mm-hmm. but it really has gone overboard on the overall pricing. It well, might be that's just because, as Gator said, that's because the set was too big. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we'd have that problem if the set was the size of a typical. But like set. I said, Celestial Storm though, when that came out, Rayquaza was twenty five or thirty dollars. Rayquaza was also like the deck. But that's what I'm saying, though. Even it used to be when it was the deck, it wouldn't be twenty five dollars. Though it would be fifteen dollars, and like sometimes getting up to twenty. But like the card prices would eventually come down. Even if they did shoot up that high, they would slowly like come back down. Now it seems like they're just holding. Like I'm gonna look up right now. What? uh, Let's look at Blacephalon. Well, Blacephalon is ridiculous right now. Yeah. But just like a straight up Blacephalon GX, if you wanted to go purchase one right now at the time of recording, and today is. Um, 29th. The, 20, the 29th, and the cheapest you can get one is $18. Yeah. Just straight up. And that's not even. And that deck plays four of them. And that play, deck plays four <laughs> of them, and it is not even necessarily like the top deck. It's the deck that it's the deck to beat, but it's not even the strongest deck. So if you want more than one deck, you're shipping out that kind of money. For well, it. so to me, okay, yes, that is expensive. But it's not that much more expensive than some of the other decks. I mean, I bought my Glissopods. Uh, for, um, I believe it was like when they were getting all this like hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought them for I think it was ten or fi- no, it was like fifteen. Um, f- like per card, so that was a lot of money to get my set of four. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not uh, 
Well, I'll give you yeah, a, like a Lola Nine Splashable. But like a Lola Nine Tails is splashable too, and that one's twenty three dollars. Yeah, Blacephalon, you're kind of more fire focused on Blacephalon. Yeah, because you're doing the whole thing where you're ex, where you're putting fire energy, fire energy into the loss one. I always said exile. You can see how much magic <laughs> I've been playing lately. Um, but yeah, so that's like its own archetype, and that being expensive. Uh, so, like I said, I'm worried about it because at the end of the day this is a game for younger people a lot of the time too it's yeah. not just people like us mm-hmm. who have a, a you know working and have a little bit disposable of disposable income. income yeah 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 you know what i mean i want it to be accessible for kids to play too and if it's only kids that can afford 20 dollar cards and four of them that's a problem that's always been a problem. and that's also has been crossover with the fact that now the points needed to participate and get to worlds has already yeah. also increased inclu- adding to the amount of money needed to if you want to actually take uh, the Pokemon trading card game as a serious hobby where you compete, you basically need to have either very stable and wealthy parents to do that, yeah. um, or you or yourself need, must be a working middle class person to afford yeah, it. Because it's flights all over the world. Flights, the people hotels, that are chasing the, the points, you know, I don't think you can miss very many regionals. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and you have to participate not... in a lot of them. And it, it, there's some bias toward the East Coast on that because there's more East Coast regionals than there are West Coast regionals. So you end up with a bias. Of Even though there's there. better players West Coast, yes, I totally get you. Uh, yeah. I don't know if West Coast, <laughs> West Coast, West Coast best coast. Yeah. I, I would not argue that for TCG purposes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but still, like there is that disparity too on top of that. So if, if the game is getting too pricey for people, because if a parent has to bring their kids, then you're looking at travel for two. You're looking at a hotel to stay in. You're looking at food for those days. If you make finals, final cut, you know, that's... Money doesn't stop there. (laughs) Money doesn't stop there. Like, you do get money and you get rewarded for it, but, you know... And then fees for tournaments are going up. 50 bucks. I remember a couple of years ago, I would pay 30 and you'd still get a mat and everything else. Even before that, there there was a point in time where Pokemon tournaments were free. Yeah. Free and I remember. Uh, Free for kids, at least, uh, coming up. And now they're getting fifty, and then what's to stop it next year saying sixty dollars? And that's and speaking of next year, that's part of the the problem that's carrying over. And I want to discuss, you guys, many changes are going to affect our two thousand nineteen. Many good ones, as we've discussed so far. Many cards mm-hmm. that are going to be the main focus for two thousand nineteen, and all the possible uh, additions uh, and sinking to those cards. But we also have the Denver uh, is now a TCG only regional. Why is? TCG killing VGC? It's not killing VGC. It's just so much bigger. VGC is still going to do its thing. Well, it's killing it in the sense that Denver is only going to be participating TCG. They're not even going to, uh, you know, play with the but, idea of having yeah, VGC. Yeah, but that's because the TCG is that big. I think if we had a bigger VGC scene, it will like it's supply and demand. And like, I love the VGC. I'm a big fan of the VGC. I just think it's a matter of. There is such an enormous pull of TCG players. They need events catered to them. And I think we're going to see more of that in next season as well, not just this season. I wouldn't be surprised if we have two TCG regionals as if the the attendance keeps going and holding strong because, you know, you're getting 800 to 1,000 people in a room. Like, that's insane. It is. Yeah. But here's the, <laughs> but here's the question, though. That's all fine and dandy right now, but 2019 will bring us something else, and that is Pokemon 2019, the next um, in the main series, not the Let's Go version, where you're going to have a big, big, maybe explosion of the video game once more because you have your first Switch, right? Uh, console, uh, main series game. Will that maybe pull and empower VGC a little bit more? Well, that's going to really depend because we don't even know what that's going to look like. Yeah. You know, what What does it mean to battle on the Switch 
We know what it meant for the 3DS. Do you have a system that was system locked? You could do all that. I don't know. Like, we don't know. And it's not, you know, this is the TCG cast, so I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, speculate too yeah. much on what yeah, they yeah, can yeah, do for the DCC stuff. But, like, I just think it's interesting. That, like, you know, this, this whole section that we're going to go into now, guys, is just talking about how we see the future of this. You know, we're reflecting yeah. on last year and kind of, like, looking forward to next year. Um, and I think that... It's just one of those things. I think if it keeps growing at the rate it does, it has to, you have to like accommodate that. And I think that having Denver as the first TCG regional exclusive is going to be the direction it keeps moving in if we keep seeing the growth. Um, Other things are coming next year. One of them that was revealed and that was the Dene GX. Now, for you of you at home that don't know or haven't heard this, the Dene GX is the next they call shaming. Although that might not be the best reference to this card, it might be as Gator suggested. It might just be a, a, um, a sycamore replacement. Sycamore replacement. Now, the uh, Dene GX, when you play it from your hand onto your uh, bench, you draw, you discard your card, your hand, and then you draw six cards. And you can only use it once. So if you have two Dennis in your hand that same turn, you can't just play both of them. One of them will activate the ability. If you play the second one, it won't activate it. So it is controlled in that aspect. Do you guys think that might actually impact the meta? In because we've known so far that every time there's a drawing card, right, a, a draw support card coming out, it does have an effect. But we are in a meta where we already have a lot of draw support. We got Sodor, we got Swampert, we got so many, we got Macargo, we got so many ways to draw. Is the Dena GX going to be the next big thing that people say it might be? Is it Fairy or Lightning? It's Lightning. Lightning. Um, I think that. So I haven't. I haven't actually looked. It's only got. It's only got 160 hit points. So it is like a. It's a GX with 160. Yeah. So it is worth two prizes still. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that, uh, you know, Lightning needs some love. Lightning got a lot of love in this set. It, it has, it has, and that's super cool, but it needed love before. <laughs> and so, I don't know, is this is this splashable and everything? Yeah, because it's yeah. just a... You're like, just using it for the ability. For the ability of but the it, is it takes up less deck space. It yeah. is essentially a supporter on a Pokemon. And anytime you have a supporter on a Pokemon, it is strong. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you have the ability to Lycan Rock and get to use it's the Lysander, the Lysander effect. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime you Tapu Lele and just get to search for a support, it's basically a, you know, play Tapu Lele, it acts as a supporter. Yeah. Um, because you get to pull whatever supporter one out of your deck. That's a really strong archetype. You know, we were just talking about trading with Zorark. You know, discard, pitch one, draw two. That's excellent. That'd be a supporter type card. Um, so I think that could end up being shaping up things the same way Tapu Lele does. And with Tapu Lele, by all appearances, rotating next year, mm -hmm. they need another strong Pokemon to kind of like... Strong independent Strong Pokemon. basic. <laughs> strong basic. Yeah. And it's not like it's splashable like Tapu Lele is either. It's not. Tapu Lele has no weakness. Double colorless. One retreat. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. The Dene, a little less good with that 160. And requires a lightning energy to attack, whereas Lele could be gone in literally any deck, and you could use it as an attacker, as a backup. Yeah. So it's distinctively less good, but still good. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be a different, interesting way to shake up. And I think on top of that, too, we have the other cards that are coming out, the Tag Team GXs, yeah. where we've seen some of those, and we've already been spoiled on a few of those, and I think 
that's probably going to shake things up even more. Yeah, people are complaining nowadays that, oh, they don't look good. Well, neither did Break uh, cards when they came out, neither did GXs when they came or out. Mega or, evolutions. or Mega Evolutions. Mega Evolutions. Mega then, Evolutions it, weren't good when they exactly. came out. <laughs> but then Mega Manetra came out, right? Mega Manetra that was out. four sets into it, and the only reason that happened is because well, they had point. to change the whole mechanic. Well, that's my point. It's too maybe too early. The cards haven't been released, and maybe too early to pass judgment on how these will affect the meta and whether or not people... Because right now, we that only have the, an that example... That was the Bats one right that was yes. the one that, yes. yeah 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 the uh, yeah there's a few mega cool. evolutions that were actually pretty decent i think that um, was the de- the the, uh, the set that gave us night march too actually i yeah. think so it was yeah. uh fighting fury Fan- no, no it was one after that phantom, phantom menace. Menace had all the night march phantom cards. yeah um phantom menace, isn't that yeah star that's star a wars? that's a star wars movie phantom horses <laughs> phantom horses <laughs> yes the phantom menace i was close i was the closest you were the closest one um, um, well, we have Pikachu and Zekrom revealed. We have several yeah, others revealed, yeah. too. I think the only real noticeable one is the Grenade Just Sword one. Well, they they look real was, pretty, though, honestly. Yeah, I, 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 I like a lot of them. There's Eevee and Snorlax as well. Um, there's Gengar and Mimikyu. Yeah. So, like, we've seen some of these. And then, like, it, you have to ask Still yourself... Selby Venusaur is awesome. How game-breaking is it to have a Pokemon that has that much HP, that that's strong... That can like kill stuff. I mean, you're giving up three prizes. That's half your game. That's half your game. But if you're just playing one tag team and you're playing the rest of them GXs, you're still making it a four prize game. Not not to mention it's or, very or, difficult to one shot them. And there's way a three like a, prize game rather. But it's, yeah. it's still like it's still like playing a three prize game when you have the GXs anyway. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, like ideal circumstances. Yeah. And yeah. And, not, and not only that, but um, and I lost my trophy. Well, I'm kind of annoyed with them just because, like, the whole thing with GXs is they had stage one and stage twos, mm-hmm. and so it was slowing the game down, and we feel we're very yeah, happy yeah, about yeah, 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 the yeah. game is becoming slower, this is good, evolutions are becoming more viable again, and if we're throwing back these tag teams that are basics, that's doing <laughs> the opposite. It's literally the biggest yeah. of basics, yeah. we're back to the biggest of basics. It's like yeah. EXs but again, all over again. Maybe with Shrine of Punishment, maybe with the, the, uh, the price exchange that is all the one price super good attackers that we have right now um would that <laughs> would that balance things out and and my point was that they are huge and and people were like well the three prices might balance it out but it might not as well i mean you can they you can it's really rare for you to one hit kill those top teams based on what we've seen uh, unless you're aiming for your weakness yeah they carry how much is it minimum 250 but i saw one for 300 i think that was the... That was Snorlax one, Yeah, the right? Snorlax. Wasn't there... No, there was a Magic Carbon Whale or two, wasn't yeah, there? Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, 300 yeah. one. Snorlax yeah. was 280. That was crashing. hard on that one. Dude, that one was fantastic. Yeah. And then, like, because <laughs> you, you can make the argument that those are going to be slow, too, with the amount of... Energies needed. Energies needed. But there's, we there's, have energy acceleration. We yeah. have a lot yeah. more Especially energy. Especially water. <laughs> we have way more energy acceleration than evolution acceleration. Yeah. Like, hands down. You can accelerate energy in just about any deck at this point, because Nangadel's pretty splashable. So... I don't... I, I'm a little weary about them going this direction. Like, I like the design And not choices. to mention Nacerola. If you see that it's going to get knocked out, you can bring that baby yeah. up all your hand with everything that is attached. I and love, you did nothing. I Max love that potions. card so much. I, lo- I love that card so much. Nacerola is pretty pretty powerful. Um, but not thrilled about it. Speaking of the future, though, PTCGO. What's going on? We've really had... Uh, the TCG has been in constant movement. Right, we've had uh, amazing sets. The game has only gotten more interesting, better, more expensive, 
uh, and more people are playing it. But there's one thing that's remained stale throughout the last, what, two or three years, and that's PTCGO, the online game. Uh, for those of you that don't know, there is a free game that you can play online, free in quotes, like Sublime is saying right now, uh, that you can play TCG with other people, and that's the main uh, engine that feels the TCG. We haven't had an update. We haven't had an announcement if that's coming to Switch, although we've had uh, heard rumors that there is something TCG planned for the Switch, but not necessarily for TCGO. Do you guys think that... Pokemon International is making any movements in PTCGO, either adding it to the Switch or maybe creating a new a PTCGO 2, for the lack of a name. So, before we get into that, I would really like to just say, I don't want it on the Switch. Okay. I don't want it on the Switch, because um, right now, they have, there are a lot of sites that allow you to download it onto your mobile device, because mm-hmm. um, it's only supposed only to be... Only if you have Android. Yeah. Well, yes, only if you have Android. Uh, but yeah, because it's only supposed to be on the uh, the tablets, the tablets and iPads. Yeah. So there are sites that allow you to, you know, get it on your mobile device, which is so helpful. And if they if they throw that onto the uh, onto the switch, and that becomes the new one that they start updating, that's really going to upset me because then I won't. It'll be too high resolution. Well, I won't be able to get it on my phone. I'm never going to have because it's so much easier to jump on. Uh, a tablet or a phone and play it for a little bit than it is to like sit down at a computer or like use your console or whatever you can do it on the go wherever you well, are i would so, say the very fact that you're playing you're going around their terms and service and da- instead of downloading it for them downloading it from an apk they could care less what you care about because like <laughs> well, i mean you no, downloaded it to their phone that's not their intended place for it to be i yeah. mean you're totally correct but i also put money into that like <laughs> yeah. a lot of money into that so they're still making their money. Like, and they would not be making that yeah, money. Yeah, downloading and be able to play is not where they get their money. It's yeah. buying the boosters. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's free to download. Like, so... Free to play. Mm-hmm. It's free to play and download, yeah. yeah. Well, because you, you know, can generate exactly. packs. No, I mean, I mean, you're right. You're right. No, no, no we all agree. A lot of people... Like, yes. I play... I spend hundreds of dollars, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I already not. Online. This year alone, I... And I've gone since 2000, since the last Pokemon, I've gone full digital, just like usable. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. It's so uh, great. It's, it's so great. Amazing. Mostly if I have more, you know, like, if basket with my neighbor, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would definitely buy physicals to play with him. But since I don't have anyone, I just play digital. And, and that's way more or less expensive, right? A, a Guardians Rising digital booster online, you can find it for 80 cents while the actual thing is 4.99 or something like that. Yeah, it used to yeah. be 4.99. Now it's back to uh, whatever the price is, 3.99 or 2.99. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, and I know that I spent over $300 this year alone, just trying to keep my yeah. streaming account up to date so I can stream relevant decks there. Uh, so it's only going to go up. But there. see, if, if you take a look at what's happening in the other arenas right now, like take a look at the other digital card games, Hearthstone, stream was still extremely popular. Magic the Gathering just released their Magic Arena game, yeah. which is, which is, which is why, why we brought it up, right? Because they actualize, they actualize their engine. Will Pokemon do the same thing? But continue yeah, your Because, like, that's the thing. If you update your engine, you bring in these cards. Like, I don't, I think it would be a bad move if you couldn't bring your cards from what PTCGO is now. They'd have to. They would have to have over. some sort of way for you can carry over. Um, same account, basically. Same account, yeah. Um, but I see merits for it being on the Switch as simple as you are, Switch is your best selling console to date for Nintendo. Yeah. Like, it's the fastest selling. It is something that people want it's something that families are getting 
and it is something that's going to be easier to monetize than PTCGO is as it is now. As it is stands right now, the only way you can spend actual money on the account is to buy the um, the the tickets. Yeah. That you can't buy uh, in Canada. You can buy gems. So hello, uh, ten little men and everyone else that's up there. You guys can <laughs> buy packs online by actually paying money. But I definitely see them moving towards a microtransaction kind of deal where you can actually buy packs online. Because they're they're leaving money on the table if they don't. Like I, I think the reward card for buying physical cards is excellent. I think they should keep that. Oh yeah. But they are leaving so much money on the table because it would be easier if we didn't have to pay these weird prices. Yes. We would know exactly what it costs to buy a booster online. We yeah. would we could say okay, that's what it is. And if they charge you know three dollars online for a booster, whereas you know five dollars in a yeah. store, you don't necessarily have to pay. You can do the code cards. But I'd rather have that option. I would also like to have that option for promos. Let me go buy promos. The only scary thing about what you bring in is a great idea. The problem is we now have this variant of prices between physically and digital because there's no easy way of getting those digitals that is not buying the physicals. My worry is that Pokemon will start doing that and then pricing digital boosters at $3.99 the same price as they would physical ones. And you know they totally would do that. Well, they have um, to do that. Yeah. And that would totally break a d- different uh, economic mm-hmm. situation where now it's no longer 80 cents uh, a digital deck for Guardians Rising. It's now 399. Well, no, no, no. 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 So I, I do, I, okay, so, um, I think the, the code cards would still be, end up being cheaper. I think they, yeah, I they, think they can't would be... offer a code cards. They can't offer pack codes cheaper than that. Yeah. Because that would break the business model because then you would have people not buying any physical packs at all. Yeah. Because yeah. there's some people that only buy physical packs to turn yeah. around. Just to get, get the digital ones. Like half yeah. the reason they buy physical packs is because I can get a digital code and get these cards yeah. from my collection. Same thing with the boxes. It's like great yeah. to buy the top of the box and know that I have to yeah, buy yeah. it for the Yeah. Like for instance, every time like a set comes out, for the most part, if I want that set, then I'm going to buy a box. Mm-hmm. Because I want to throw that money. Take my money, Nintendo. I want. Okay. I, I, I want to give them the money, but um, yeah. And then I, and then I have to buy singles because it's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so lots of things are coming next year, and but we're gonna stop this conversation right now. Uh, we're gonna make a quick pause for commercials, and once we come back, we want to discuss the year in review, in which what are the best cards this year? What are the best sets? We're all going to tackle that next. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Hey Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And we are back. And this is the part two of the year in review for the TCG cast. I'm here with Basket, Gator, and Sublime discussing all the awesome things that happened this year. And now we come to the fun part. We discuss all the serious stuff and all the meta changing stuff in the last part. Today, now we're going to discuss what's our favorite everything. Pokemon card, trainer card, set, although set is pretty much discussed. And of course, favorite deck. So let's go ahead and start that. Let's start with Pokemon. Basket, what's your favorite Pokemon of the year? Um, that, for this year, that would be Malamar. I love that deck and I love shenanigans and that is my shenanigan deck. Malamar was really impactful. Once it came out, people were like, oh my god, this is gonna catapult Psychic. 
to a whole new level, being able to retrieve energies from your discard pile, powering up your bench or your active once it's on its bench. And it really brought out a few uh, decks out of it. There's we a lot the, of decks that Yeah, have we have Malamar. Ultra, Necrozma, yeah. Malamar. We had Normal, Necrozma, Malamar. We had uh, some variations of Mewtwo GX with Malamar. So it was an interesting card. Uh, what do you guys think about Malamar? I love any card that accelerates energy. Yes. Um, that's always awesome. That's why I like Mika Volts. You know, being able to snatch energy out of the deck, but I think I like snatching energy out of the discard a little bit better, yeah. uh, simply because there's a lot more cards that play around discarding energy. It's easier to recycle it's if easier your to decks recycle. are in the discard. So, yeah, your energy's are in the discard. So, I mean, you get a little bit slower start than decks that can pull from, or mm-hmm. than decks that can pull from the deck, but I really like Malamar for no, that. No, not to mention that Vigable itself is stage mm-hmm. two, so the setup to get there is equivalent to the setup being mm-hmm. waiting for those energies to fall. Uh, into the discard pile with now shuffles actually helps that. What about you, Zoroark? Zoroark. Oh, Zoroark is your new... Zoroark GX, your definitely. GX. Every time I make a deck, I'm like, well, I could make something without Zoroark. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd but rather why? include Zoroark. <laughs> There's no cons towards no, it. No, I. you know what? The thing is, I was really upset when we lost Professor Sycamore. I was yeah. very upset. That was meta-shattering. Yes, I was like, what is this life that I'm living? Before Sycamore, <laughs> what we is, had it Juniper. It's been in that game. Yeah, it's been, been in the meta for so more than right. five years, I think it is. I mean, then you had Professor Oak in the very first well, yeah, like, like it's... When I think of what the TCG includes, it includes that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah that mechanic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so when I lost that, I'm like, I need cards. I need yeah. lo- all the cards. I need it, to the draw. The meta really slowed down. Because I'm the kind of person I like. I like to play very aggressively, very quickly, and I like to discard my hand to get seven new ones. I want all of the options, and so it had a discard to draw a lot. You can have multiple <laughs> of them, right? Yeah. So uh, like, if you have three on your side, you're getting six cards a turn, and you're discarding three, and that's very reminiscent <laughs> of how Sycamore worked. Uh, yeah, I made a lot of decks with Zoroark. Skater. My Pokemon of the year has to be the MVP of the year, and that is Buzzwool. Mm-hmm. Um, the direct counter to... So, it's, funny, it's funny how maybe... this goes, because Malamar, Zoroark, Buzzwool decks were kind of like the big three at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. But Buzzwool being both the GX and the baby, because the baby just came out of nowhere, it yeah. seems like. Yeah. You know, the first person that was brave enough to, you know, cut a Buzzwool and add two babies, and then cut another Buzzwool GX and add a third baby... And then eventually, you know, Buzzwool GX is relegated as the backup attacker, and you're attacking with uh, this the regular primary baby one, yeah. baby exactly, Buzzwool, yeah. and it's a one prize attacker that can get really strong and really do a lot of work with beast energy and everything else. So, and it's not that uncontrollable to determine how many prizes you have left. Just kill off a GX, right? Here's the yes. top of the list. Have yes. it. It's all yours. Just because once I have four prizes, I'm gonna start hitting back hard. Yeah. yeah, so that deck caused a lot of headaches, a lot of hassle. I really liked playing it. I thought it was a fun, you know, I I'm I tend to be more in the realm of decks that I like that are more controly basically. I like being able to manipulate what my opponents are doing. I like kind of having answers to things. That deck is the opposite of what I play because you're just so aggressive. Yep. But it was still fun to play. It's for all me. about the offensive. Even, yep. even if it wasn't like my typical style, it was still fun to play. Yeah. Yep. Mine has to be, and mine's kind of cheating because it's such a recent card, but I really had sat down with you guys and thought, what's my favorite card? And I really don't have one for the complete year. I have one for the last set, which is Lost Thunder, and that's Grand Ball. Grand Ball brings to the table everything that I like about a deck. It's a deck that is not a, just about setting up and attacking, it's about. Having a mini puzzle to to uh, deal with as you play, the fact that you have to make sure you have zero cards on your hand to attack is fun but challenging 
but when you do it, it's such a satisfying result. And Granbow brings that, of course, that's, uh, it does 30 damage with one fairy energy, but if you manage to have no cards on your hand, it does 160 with a choice spend. That's 192 in GX. It can knock out a GX with absolutely anything other than a fairy energy and a choice spend. So it's fantastic. And it's a type of cards that I like to play that is opposite to Gator, where it's like such an offensive card. It's more technical. It's a little bit more, uh, you need to think a little bit more about it. Not necessarily the best, but it's a lot of fun, and that's what I always find, uh, look for on a deck. So there you guys got. You got Malamar, you got Bosswald, and you got Sorark and Granbull as our favorite cards of the 2018 year. We're going to move on to the next one, and that is Trainers. And we also have varying uh, different ones. So let's start with you, Gator, this time. All right, so... Backing up to that, you know, whole idea with the babies, uh, Shrine of Punishment. Oh, God, yes. Uh, that card is exactly the kind of card I like. Um, being able to do damage on people that are playing greedy cards, which GX, for all purposes, are greedy. That's why you have the setback of getting two prizes up when they get knocked out. Um, but having a card that you can just put out there and ping GXs and, you know, there was a couple of decks that Torture started... your opponent for playing well, GXs. And then, like, you have decks out there like spread decks and things that took advantage of that damage and i just really like that mechanic i really like spread damage decks i like controlly decks uh you know energy deprivation mill i tend to go towards those things so seeing shrine of punishment is a card that i really enjoy so that was my card for the year okay basket um my trainer for the year is professor elm's lecture um i'm a huge fan and I mean, we were all I mean, a fan of, uh, Bridget. what was, um, what was it? Bridget. Bridget. Bridget, thank you. Yeah. Bridget was a killer card. Yeah. Because when it came out, a lot of people didn't even think about it, right? Oh, you can find three colorless, or what was it? Three under. Three under 60. Three under 60, right? Never really, no wait, uh, for. That Bridget. Like Bridget, 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 you pull out three, three basics. Three basics. Non-EX. Not three non-EX. Non-EX. Or you and that pull was, out. One EX. Or one EX. And then GX came along. And that was an EX. <laughs> and that was rule-breaking because Bridget didn't specify it couldn't be GXs. Correct. So you can get yourself three basic GX Pokemon and just put them on the bench. Yeah. And then Professor Elm comes out and has a little bit more control. It specifies yeah. that it's have to be under 60. But the amount of ba- good basic Pokemon that evolve that require you to search them yeah. was fantastic. Well, well the, reason, the reason... Do you want to know the real reason why yeah, I like yeah. it so much? Uh, Glissapod. Yeah. Zoroark. Glissapod Zoroark. That's... You can grab both Zoroark yeah. and, uh, what was the title? Wimp... Wimpod. Wimpod. Wimpod, yeah. Both with it. And yeah. now Prism Ditto. Yep. Prism awesome. Ditto as well. Which is oh, shit. That's I can't Pokemon. believe nobody picked that! <laughs> oh, nobody man. picked Ditto that's Prism! That's blowing my mind. If, yeah. if I, if I would have remembered, Prism Ditto would have been my yeah. favorite Yeah, Prism Ditto came out in Lost Thunder and it's make a freaking quake. Yeah. It is the basic that it can evolve into absolutely anything. You can grab it with the Professor uh, Elms lecture. Mm-hmm. You can grab it yep. with a nest bar. It will become your basic and you can evolve it to whatever you need. That may be anything from Sororak to Macargo to anything you need it to become. So it, it definitely uh, needs oh a, 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 an awesome mention. I, to- yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally, I totally screwed up. Yeah, I <laughs> don't, totally screwed up. Don't because, worry. Because I've always, I've always loved it when they're when they were able to uh put the actual pokemon's like deal like mm-hmm. what its main deal is into the tcg yeah the flavor of it yeah, yeah yeah and so that 
Ditto card is the first time where they've ever like just yeah it doesn't have transform it. as an attack and it just transform to your opponent or something yeah, like yeah, that it's yeah. just no 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 it can evolve into whatever you need yeah. stage one wise and that's just fantastic yeah uh, there's a reason why I left Sublime for last because he and I have the same the, the same favorite trainer yes, unfortunately is, uh, unfortunately yeah it's Cynthia Cynthia had to be Cynthia why Cynthia <laughs> draw support <laughs> it came into a situation where we lost. We had uh, lost Sycamore. We lost Sycamore. And I need all of the cards. Yeah. It was either either get used to Cynthia or get used to Hal. I think we all chose Cynthia. <laughs> well, yeah. Because it's the only accurate, good supporting, uh, uh, draw support Wasn't card. Hal pretty much Tierno? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the joke. So, dude, in, 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 a world, in a world where, like, Tierno style... Supporter is your best draw support. Like that's. What I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to live yeah, in that yeah, world. Just play Zoroark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Cynthia came into a point where yeah, we were we were before Cynthia was revealed. We were worried about Sycamore because Sycamore had not been um, reprinted as they normally are. Right, every three sets you see a Sycamore, and you're like, okay, they're reprinting it. And then we came this year, and suddenly Celestial <laughs> Storm came out, and wait, there's no Sycamore here. So we were closer and closer to the point where it's oh that was last year sorry, uh and not celestial storm the fact that we were noticing that sycamore wasn't going to be reprinted mm-hmm. and then Cynthia came out and I'm like oh that's why it's not getting reprinted yeah, because yeah. Cynthia is meant to take over the baton of uh, the new meta which is funny though no, because she's Gen four instead of going with a Gen seven character they went with a Gen four character to take over so that's that's pretty interesting. That made yeah. me think of the card I should have picked, which, which is, is Lusamine. Lusamine. Lusamine <laughs> and Lusamine loops are... And not to mention that those full arts are amazing. Yeah, I, I messed up. Sorry, guys. Surrounded Punishment is not my favorite. <laughs> Lusamine is. Because <laughs> uh, that card is so bland when you first read it. Yeah. Oh, pick back, take a supporter or take a stadium. Take two of them. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, wait. You can loop it. Yeah. You can get... You can infinitely pull back stuff out of there. Yep. It's not puzzle of time, but you can lock people out with the uh, with the Lusamine loop. So between that and you know having Team Rockets and having that and Team Rocket handiwork in the same format at the same oh. time at the at the beginning of the year, that one, that was beautiful. So yeah, I'm gonna change mine too. It's Lusamine. Yeah, <clears throat> there we go. So we got Lusamine, we got for some lecture, and of course Cynthia. That's our favorite trainers of the year. Let's go ahead and go to the next one. And that is, what is our favorite? Now, I did mention favorite set, but we were also discussing that it's overall Lost Thunder for this yeah, year, right? Lost Thunder. Lost Thunder is just a great set, and it's not even worth debating yeah. <laughs> the fact. But then we move on to our fair, uh, favorite deck. Now, granted, all the cards, trainers, or decks that we're choosing are not because they're specifically great competitively, although most are up to now. But I think now it's going to diverge into what we found mm-hmm. most fun. Um, so what's our favorite deck? Sublime, let's start with you. Uh, my favorite deck <coughs> is a variant of Zoroark Lycanroc GX. Yeah. Uh, I run a really fun deck. I've, run, I've played it on the stream with you with those two and Alolan Ninetales GX, yeah. the fairy version. It doesn't run any basic energy. It just <laughs> runs uh, Double Colorless and the Fairy Fighting Darkness blend. Yeah. Because that's all they use. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that it's all stage ones. It's pretty fast. Um, really great supports on all of those stage ones. That's your really, really great abilities on all of those stage ones. Great. What about you, Gator? Um, I am a big fan this year of the attacking Hoopa deck. So I really like all the versions of Hoopa. I like the Hoopa Mills. I like the Hoopa Stalls. 
but the attacking Hoopa was pure genius at a time when decks weren't necessarily expecting it. Mm-hmm. They were putting their eggs in the basket, too many eggs in the basket of having, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> too many eggs in me. Too many eggs in, in the basket. Um, and being able to just send out Hoopas and be like, okay, well, you can't hit me and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you for 80 every turn is, is awesome. So I really like the Hoopa deck and the most salty I got somebody this year. Or was it this year? It was either earlier this year or the end of last year. Um, was playing a Hoopa Mill. So the, those all those variations on Hoopa decks were probably my favorite <clears throat> thing to come out. But now I'm really sad because Mill and Stall have lost so many good cards. Rest in peace, Team Rocket's handiwork. <laughs> um, and just, just yeah, sadness. But attacking Hoopa, my favorite deck of the last year. Yeah, I mean, we might see a comeback for sure. And it's all it's all results soon. too. Like it, it had a we had the Ready Gigas deck. Now this is kind of like a stall deck. Yeah, so it, it is slowly coming back. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by the end uh, of next year we'll have another stall deck to annoy all of us because we always need those. It's like it's like mosquitoes. Yes. We hate them, but they're necessary for the overall environment. <laughs> are they? <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm, they on, are. I'm on Sublimes. <laughs> no, no although, the mosquitoes. Although, Even if society as a whole just. Civilization yeah. crumbles. But you know, one, you although deck. if someone has a mill deck or something that's like using those BS tactics, <laughs> um, and I and I and I just wipe the floor with them, and I'm like, yeah, get a better deck. <laughs> you know? like, but that's that that's why I like them in the format. But that is the only reason. But they, they're a hundred percent necessary though because they punish greedy deck building. Yeah. And you need decks that punish people that get way too greedy. And punish aggressive style playing as yeah. well because you reach those stall decks are designed for no matter how much damage you want to do per turn, it's just not enough to grant you that win. Yeah, if you're burning through all your acro bikes and you're just discarding everything away with <laughs> Sycamore like a madman, um, uh, <laughs> then, you know, that's you need something that, that checks and balances that. So if you don't like them, that's probably because your play style is opposite of of that play style, Need but I speed. Yeah. <laughs> my deck, my favorite deck of uh, of the year, it comes more towards uh, Rampartos Fossil Day deck. So I, I was really thinking hard about this. You made the there's right a <laughs> there's a lot of great decks I could could have chosen, but the there most was. fun, and that's why I'm monitor the most fun I had all year. Not counting, I could have chosen Grand Ball as well because I had a blast uh, playing Grand Ball, but. I really had more time having a blast with Rampados uh, as a fossil deck. It was the first time a fossil deck I think was ever relevant. Not winning tournaments, don't get me wrong. People were actually playing it because it was a meme deck. What they call a meme deck is a deck that not relevant. (laughs) Based on Sublime, that's not relevant. But it is pretty fun to be able to play a deck where tail. uh, It was. Talent Flame, bringing everything you need. You got those uh, fossils on your bench. You evolve them, and you're just pushing, uh, punishing those that play uh, GX Pokemon. Where you were just having your single Pokemon uh, doing just a whole ton. I mean, it was three energies, and you knock out anything that wasn't a uh, that was a basic. And at that point, we had Tapuleles that you could feed off. You had all of uh, Lapras's GXs that you could feed off. So it was a lot of fun to play that deck. And I really, <laughs> 2019 will. Give me fun memories of the very, very, very mo- small moment where that deck was relevant, and yeah. that is Rampato. So I really enjoy that quite a bit. Well, hopefully, hopefully that deck learned that it should have stayed in the dirt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> Some things are better left buried. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
turned into pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that brought the meme of friends don't let friends play fossils and... professionally. Yeah. <laughs> and you can that... Do that on the side. That's <laughs> Whatever you do on your personal life is fine with me. Just don't bring it into the competitive scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, that's our favorite decks, I think. Uh, did I mention you, Vasca? We did go through yours, right? Or no? Uh, mine was uh, Glissopod Zoroark. Oh, yes. Which, go ahead. Um, which we just touched on briefly. But yeah. Um, uh, screw you for thinking that uh, Glissopod Zoroark was not prevalent this year. <laughs> I did not say that. Uh, so we were having the discussion we before sure. we started recording that we'll making sure we have all our favorites and he mentioned Galissapod I'm like but Galissapod is 2017 so it's like saying what's your favorite 2018 movie oh it's Star Wars from 1978 it's like it's not a 2018 movie it's a 2018 deck it it was played 2018 you're true but continue on (laughs) Um, well, I mean, I just love it. There's, there's, there's literally no, uh, I mean, I haven't hidden it. Like, everybody on the podcast knows my decks that I've been playing, like, almost from the beginning is, 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 uh, uh, when I first started Night March, then Vespaquin, then I went from Vespaquin to, uh, that Sizor, uh, EX deck that, that was a rough, that was, that was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, it's Um, like, we thought that might have been something. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah, and then, and then Glissapod. Yeah. yeah, no, I I lost a lot of money <laughs> with the Sizor EX deck. That was, I mean, I still was able to have a lot of fun with it, and I really like Sizor, so it wasn't like a giant waste. Um, but it was supposed to be a lot more competitive, vi- competitively viable than it was. But it was a lot of fun. It was a fun disruptor deck, like using all the hammers and like uh, slicing off the special energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot of fun. So this brings us to the end of the year in review in total. So my final questions before we go on to the next part is, what was your favorite part of 2018? I'm going to start. My favorite part of 2018 is the fact that the TCG is bigger than it's ever been. Yes, it brings it that downside, just as like the card pricing going up. But it also brought so many more players into it and make it so much more prevalent that VGC is being erased mm-hmm. in uh, in professional competitive, sorry, competitive mm-hmm. gaming. So that's my favorite part of 2018. I mourn for VGC and I'm sort of the peeps in Poco Podcast with that. They're mourning the death, uh, the slow death that is VGC. It's not dying. Well, yeah, no, I, don't I mean, it's, it's dying competitively. No. Yeah, when no, you no, have no, actual no, no. places where no. they're not even thinking of sponsoring a whole tournament because it's not relevant. Okay, that's like, basically that's the you thing. You can't though. just if, assume that if, you can... If, no. the v, if the VGC pie is this big and somebody comes and makes a bigger TCG pie, mm-hmm. that means there's more TCG to go around. That's why there's a TCG-only regional. I'm a full of fats right now. You have one data point. You cannot extrapolate from one data <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's been discussed. Uh, I, I, it's even been discussed in Puggle Back. Well, yeah, but, but, but we're the TCG cast. Yeah, true. Anyway, uh, so that's my favorite part of 2018. Sublime, what can you bring? From, uh, my favorite part of 2018 was seeing you all for this recording. Oh. Aww, he wins. <laughs> what about you, Gator? Um, I really liked that this year seemed to be a big year for Pokemon again. You know, twenty uh, the twenty sixteen with the twenty year anniversary and everything. We, we really thought it was going to go all down here. Yeah, from it was, there, we and thought, it didn't. yeah, we thought Pokemon was going to die off again because it kind of comes in cycles, but it's still been maintaining pretty strong. 
So I'm excited to see that there is that much, you know, continued momentum for Pokemon. I think they've gotten a good rhythm, not just with the TCG stuff, but with the um, the games coming out, coming out to a different system where you have like a casual friendly game and then a more, you know, fan focused game. That's what I'm going to call that, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the version that doesn't hold your hand as much. Um, so I like that that aspect of it. And so as long as Pokemon's still going strong, that means the TCG should still keep going strong. And that's one of the biggest things that you have when you join a TCG is like, are my cards going to be worth anything? Is this a waste of my time? Are there enough people to play it? And it's one of those things, as long as it keeps snowballing, then we'll keep having Pokemon TCG. So, um, and beyond that, you know, I'll say that, you know, I lost one of my good friends playing this year. And so, you know, it makes you appreciate the time you have with the people that you do play with, you know, you guys or anybody else that plays in the tournaments and everything we have, it really makes you appreciate the, uh, the community that gets wrong with it and the friends that you make as you go along. So yeah, it's one of my biggest 20 takeaways for 2018. <clears throat> Ask it. Um, for me, uh, my favorite thing was, um, uh, I mean, it was worlds. Uh, I super enjoyed watching that. Uh, I was able for the first year I was able to actually treat it like the Super Bowl, mm. like hang out, and just like eat and do nothing all day in my pajamas. It's so that though. Well, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> no, I've never watched sports, but like when I watch like VGC or TCG, yeah. people are like, "That's what the Super Bowl's like." Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like... You're just sitting there and you're eating and you're enjoying watching like your thing that you care about. And I mean, I like both. Uh, um, but, but there's a lot more action, at least in a sports sport, where you can appreciate that you know there's some athleticism or things going in it. In Pokemon, you have no idea if you don't know what you're looking at, what the heck is going on. And you're like, wow, they they're really doing a thing with those cards there, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but, 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 but at the same time, like like if I'm watching football with my wife, she's like she's she's not paying attention to it. If she does glance at it, and I'm like, yes, she'll be like. Tap, like, tapping on her phone and be like, "Oh, what happened?" <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, I explain it. But uh, yeah, the so yes, there's there's that whole aspect. Like they can be like, "Oh wow, he jumped really high to catch that ball," or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's it's so much fun, and uh, I would highly recommend because uh, for the last day, Jashiro and I did this. I would highly recommend treating it like a Super Bowl with yeah. your close friends, if you can, um, the, and they're near you, just gather them all together, get chips, have a barbecue, I don't care, and just sit down and watch some Pokemon, because I had a blast doing that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And we'll it, definitely do it next year. It's a lot more lends itself to partying and stuff, because you have those breaks between they're matches. They're really long. So yeah. you, can, <laughs> you can go to the bathroom, you can go chat, you can play a game of TCG yourself with your friends. Like It's, yeah. like, it's a good experience. Yeah. It is. And and that basically brings 2018 to an end, and lots of changes, right, has happened, lots of good things, lots of bad things. Changes happened to this TCG guys as well. We're going back to that monthly uh, schedule instead of two times a month, uh, which is going to give us the opportunity to be a little bit more, um, what's the word for Curated. It? Yeah, yeah, better, better <laughs> definitely situated, because even though there's enough news that goes on more um, than the video game section it is better to just wait to accumulate all the information just talk but also brought uh things like the uh the end of pokemon 15 questions but i think since this is the year in review and the last episode of 2018 i think it's time to bring pokemon 15 questions 
up here for one last hurrah live here with four people, three people here, three contestants here. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move into Pokemon 15 questions where we try to stump our co-host into thinking what Pokemon I'm thinking of. All right, I'm going to Bulbapedia right now. Like, I will show the only people. person allowed to have their phone on is Sublime because he makes notes. notes. I've always taken the notes. <laughs> so, and I don't have a computer for me, so I yeah. keep so, track no, of the So Sublime will play notes. I already have a Pokemon. I've chosen one. You can one. see my notes. <laughs> so guys, Pokemon 50 questions. As you guys, for the last time, it's going to be sad. Last time I'm going to be saying this. Lower your browsers. <laughs> no, no questions regarding Pokedex, numbers, or anything else. No Pokedexes, no video game references as outside of whatever is in the Pokedex, uh, other than their names, um, other than their numbers. You can't actually use the numbers. And uh, so forth. So, I have a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Guys, the order is going to be Gator Sublime Basket. Okay. Seniority. And we start now. Who's that Pokemon, Gator? Um, is this Pokemon... Does this Pokemon belong to an evolutionary line? It does. Sublime. Does this Pokemon have two types? It does. Basket. Is this Pokemon a water type? Or is it, does it have one of its types of water? No. <clears throat> That's like half of them. <laughs> Hmm. Let's see what's a good. Can this Pokemon be found in the Alola region? No. Okay. So it's not one of the hundred new ones. Well, there's old ones found in the Alola region. Yeah. Is this Pokemon fully evolved? Yes. Basket. Um. Does this Pokemon have a Weakness to fire. No. Gear. Okay. Um, does this Pokemon have any four times weaknesses? No. Sublime. Okay. Does this Pokemon have an immunity t- uh, based on its type? No. Basket. Uh... Is this Pokemon... Okay, okay, so that was... A, let's that was, start that was... looking at types. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's where we have to start breaking it down. Yeah, yeah, okay. So okay, you, you so said... let's list all the types that have an immunity. Those would include normal. Um, I'm not used to typing on this for these notes. Um, it would be normal. Steel. Ghost. Ghost. Fairy. Dark. Wait, steel has an immunity? To poison. Oh, yeah, yeah duh, duh. Fairy is uh, immune to dragon. Fairy... Ground flying. <clears throat> okay, so that and makes... we also eliminated water and no water. Yeah, um, water, and then also uh, it's not weak to fire. Correct, but it is a dual type. So my only concern with that is it might have one weakness and one resistance, which neutralizes it. Yeah, uh, you have to be careful about those, yes. or they will. Get but it doesn't you. have any four times, so it's no not quad any... weaknesses. No quad weaknesses. Um, okay, so we've listed off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight types. There are ten, ten left, so those would be grass, fire. Um, well, it can't be grass. It could well, if oh, it no, was right, paired right, right. with something like rock. Okay. Grass rock. Rock. <clears throat> um, yeah, it could be Lolip. 
<laughs> Watch it be a fossil. <laughs> it is the final evolution, right? Oh, is that one of the questions we asked? It is yes, the final evolution. Uh, grass, fire, rock. Um, if you had said it was part flying, I was going to be like Archaeops. No, <laughs> we already eliminated that. Fortunately, electric. It could be an electric type. It could be a fighting type or a psychic type. Does it wait? Who's whose turn is it? Still yours. Okay. Is this Pokemon? What? What are the? Let me see. What are okay, the types here's again? what we got with we. Oh, the types it can be or it can't be. It cannot or it can be. Can be. It could be grass, fire, rock, dragon, electric, fighting, psychic, and I am forgetting a couple. Bug. Okay. Bug. It is could this, be bug. Um, ice. Ice. Is this Pokemon? Is one of its stab moves? Uh, um, super effective to uh, dark. <laughs> Does it have a type that is super effective against dark? Is what he's yeah. asking. Yes. Okay. okay, so that means it's either fighting or it can't be fairy. Well, it could. No, it can't. It can't be yeah. fairy. So it's either fighting, not fairy. What's the other dark weakness? Bug. Bug. Fighting yeah. or bug. All right. Get her. That's is, a good. Is this Pokemon's good. evolution? Is this Pokemon's starter evolution in the line so for example the the charmander to the charizard line um is it a starter pokemon no okay not a starter line um so there fighting are a lot of firefighting fire that's question number 10 we're going to question number 11 so one is this pokemon a fighting type it is so what three, stage, right. three stage evolution is fighting this, types well it could aren't. be a one stager as well Oh yeah, it could be a one stager. <clears throat> yeah, you guys have. Let me. Yeah, let me. Let me ask that. Um, is does this Pokemon evolve once or twice? Well, you can't. You, you have, have to ask one. it in yeah. yes or no. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We already established the last line. We you're just right. Don't know you're which right. One. You're right. Um, is this a stage one Pokemon? No. Okay. So it's a stage two. Okay. Stage two fighting. Yeah. We need to start breaking them down, I think, because we only have like three-ish questions left, and we have Wait, a lot it can, to work it can, with. It can you got uh, four can... questions left, yeah. So it's not Machamp because it's a dual type. Correct. So it can... it's a dual type. It can't be Blaziken or Infernape or um, the pig one. <laughs> pig, no. What is it? Embor. Embor. The worst of three of the fighting types. Um, correct. Uh, okay, so let's look at stage two fighting dual type that don't have an immunity you have um polyrath comes to mind yes but it can't be yes it can why am i helping you guys because it's water because of the water oh you're right it couldn't be water why am i helping you guys water doesn't have an immunity because when you're with us you 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 help us you help us okay Uh, back to the drawing board um what else? So it's not in Alola, so don't think about it. It's any a stage new ones. two. So there's mm-hmm. not that many stage two fighting types, I no. don't think. Yeah. In no. total. There's not. Um, so let's 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 think of what those are. So yeah. It's not in for me. Um, <laughs> so the champ from Gen One. But it's a dual type, so it can't be yeah, Machamp. Can't, yeah, but I'm, I was just trying yeah. to think of which can't be well Lucario's not even a stage two. No. Because it's a baby. Um and it has an immunity. I'm having such a hard time with this. Like, there's stage, not that stage many. Fighters. There's not that there's many. Not let's, that let's, many. Let's, let's list out all Gallade. Of it could be Gallade. 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 You're right. Um, what else is there? Um, it could be Gallade. Uh, okay, so there's Gallade, and then there's um, stage threes. Man. Stage twos. Si- yes. You know three what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, um, whose turn is it again? Whose turn is it? Basket? 
No, didn't Basket go? As a no, I, it's, it's your turn because yeah, I asked that it was a fighting turn. Yeah. All right. So it is your turn. And then, okay. So No, wait, it's Gator's turn because you asked if it was a stage two. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah. Okay. Um, does this Pokemon belong to a family that has a split evolution? Yes. Uh, is this Pokemon yes. also a psychic type? Yes. It's Gallade. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> is this Pokemon... Galade. Yes, it is. <laughs> there you go, guys. The last ever Pokemon 15 questions here in PC Gas in our last episode of the year, 2018. <clears throat> it's been a fun year. I think it's been a really good year for the TCG. We got that definitely to uh, thank. And uh, I think that 2019 is going to be an amazing year for all of us as well. Stay tuned for all the great things. There are going to be new TC tournaments coming for the Puckle Discord and everyone there. There's going to be more podcasts to do and uh, special uh, projects that we're working on. So please stay tuned. And as the last episode of the year, I want to thank each and every one of you, not only here sitting on a table, but all of you that are listening as well. So for the last time in 2018, Gator, thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Also, shout out to uh, R Sigma, yep. uh, Shamu, Scron, and Thatch for being uh, fearless co-hosts with us as well. As yep. uh, well. Sublime, it's a pleasure like always. It's been sublime. It is, it's <laughs> definitely been sublime. Basket, thank you so much for being here. You're the best. Thank you for being here, yes. <laughs> In your house. Yes, thank you for living here, where we are recording this podcast. It was a good coincidence. Wow, guys, I've literally had to do nothing. <laughs> and thank you to all of you that are listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be back 2019 with brand new stuff to show. So until then, you can already hear the guitar playing. It is closing time, not only for this podcast for this year, but the year itself. So... Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, guys. And have a magnificent Pokemon-filled 2019. See you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.